0: Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 34. Booyah! Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast. I'm Travis. Hey, this is Dan. Dan, this is episode 34. Awesome. Um, nothing magic about that number, though. It's just 34.
1: Yeah, I remember 34 like it was yesterday.
0: <laughs> I remember one like it was yesterday.
1: <laughs> it's good memory.
0: Yeah. Um, so 34, it, we do have a good episode lined up. There's um, tons of cool RunFit 365 activity that we want to talk about. One is this new crowdfunding um, opportunity we have with our podcast. We'll spend a couple minutes on that we've got um, some action on YouTube that we'll talk through and then um, if you're in the Midwest right now um, it's been like raining for um, it seems like the last three months nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's an exaggeration but at least the last two weeks for sure so um, Dan's put together some good stuff on how best to run in the rain um, so yeah. that's gonna be our main topic
1: this is what happens when I don't get good topics in email. I just come up with stuff like this. This is... Uh, well, it's really... It's very... <laughs> it's super relevant right now. <laughs> for like, some of us, it is. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and really relevant to anybody who's serious about training. So it's, it's pretty good stuff, I think.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, let me talk a little bit, Dan, and you chime in here too. Um, our... I don't know what to call it, but the, the site that we use to help... Um, Host our podcast is called Podbean, and over the last few weeks, they've started um, a crowdfunding um, program where people who post podcasts can um, request patrons, is what they call it, and um, patrons can go can go to the site and donate and become a patron to RunFit three sixty five. Um, we're just now learning about how best to use this crowdfunding option. But um, we do have one patron, and if you go, I think the best way to navigate it if you want to learn more about this is if you go to runfit365.com and click on Podcast, on our left navigational pane, you'll see Become My Patron on Podbean. If you click that image, you'll be taken to um, the crowdfunding page. And Dan and I know nothing about crowdfunding, but we we learned enough to be dangerous. But what's cool about this is, if you like the content that um, we produce, and when I say we, it's mostly Dan, um, then you can become a patron, and it's as simple as you know just pledging like one dollar a month, and you can cancel your commitment at any time, and it's just something that you know if you want to. Give back to Run Fit 365. In no way is this an expectation for us, but um, it's kind of a cool idea. And what Dan and I are going to do with any kind of funds that we receive through this crowdfunding campaign is to continue to um, deliver good content on the podcast and the website and just use those funds to help um, continue fulfilling our mission of improving every runner that crosses our path. So um, it'll go to good stuff. So check it out. Dan, what I miss? I mean, that's like a
1: 50,000-foot overview of of crowdfunding. Yeah, like you say, I I don't know much about it either. It's a new concept to me, but pretty cool. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know, where you hear about those people that um, all of a sudden get money for uh, pledges for whatever's occurring in their life, and they use that for cool stuff. So I don't know, just something we can do to uh, continue our journey.
0: Yeah, so cool! So check that out, um, and if you you know if you like the content, we've got a reward out here that says if you pledge one dollar a month, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. So um, we actually have one patron, <laughs> believe it or not, so far, um, and I'm gonna find that person, and we can give them a shout out, and we don't know their name. Um, it's S G A R E. M-O-R-E M O R E is the Podbean member name. So um, a super big RunFit365 shout out. You're the first patron and um, you'll always be number one in our books. (laughs) How about that? So super cool. Thanks for um, donating um, and making that pledge. We appreciate it. It's very awesome. Super awesome. Very cool. So... um, one other kind of public service announcement is we've, <laughs> we've started beefing up our YouTube account. If you can call beefing up, meaning there's two videos out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> one is we're piloting the concept of publishing um, some of our podcast out here just to see if it um, helps drive and expose RunFit 365 to more people. So check it out and see, um, see what you think about that. And then also, I think it was in podcast – I'm going to look really quick. Maybe 30 or 31. Dan, do you know off the top of your head? No. I I can't remember either. But there was a podcast recently where we talked about the proper way to tie your running shoes. And um, Dan did a great job kind of articulating that on the podcast. But it was kind of hard to visualize so we put this three-minute and twenty-second video out there on YouTube that just shows you almost a side-by-side comparison of you know the traditional way to tie your shoes and then um, the, the the proposed way, which is utilizing the two um, use the, the the two eye holes up by your ankles. Um, so check that out. The best way to find that if you go to RunFit365. Um, I believe on our homepage you can find a link to our YouTube account at the very bottom of the page. Um, you can go to, um, and it takes you right to our site. It's YouTube.com, and I think if you type slash you know slash RunFit365, you can get there too. But um, check out that video and let us know what you think. Um, we think it could help uh, you know make some of our content come to life. So we're going to play with that a little bit.
1: Yeah, we're trying not to... uh, I was just looking for the the YouTube thing. Is find us on YouTube towards the bottom. We're we're trying to avoid uh, showing you our ugly mugs for now. But uh, eventually, maybe there will be opportunities for us to do a little bit more FaceTime as well. Absolutely. Cool.
0: Dan, anything... um... Anything else? That was crowd. That was crowdfunding, and that was our kind of YouTube public service announcement.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think uh, those are the only things I could think of. Perfect. All right, let's get to the meat of episode 34 here. Okay, so running in the rain, like Travis mentioned, at least where we live, it's like a monsoon out there almost daily these days. And I don't think it's too much of an exaggeration that uh, it's been raining for the last three months because really pretty steadily it has. And, and probably other places in the country and world have, are experiencing that as well. So, you know, running in the rain, a lot of people don't do it at all because, you know, it's, they're sort of fair weather runners um, but there there might be some use cases for actually training in the, in the rain purposefully. You know, we'll all get caught in the rain here and there, but um, the diehards will go out there and it's it's steadily raining, and then they, they put their shoes on to go, you know, run in it. So that those people are crazy, but maybe we can learn something from them. Um, for one, you never know, we've talked about this before, what can, the conditions are going to be like on race day. Uh, I've run in races where it's raining and never trained in the rain prior to that race so can throw your mental edge off if you um, if it's new to you so that's one big thing and, and then just you know a little bit more on that mental edge it's is creating that mental toughness if you can train in multiple conditions especially in conditions that make you feel uncomfortable um, that's going to give you that edge that you need on race day uh, the other I guess reason to run in the rain is the alternative. Besides taking a day off is uh, running on the good old treadmill, and Travis knows how I feel about that. But that's just my personal opinion. If you like the treadmill, go for it. But, um, you know, it's just a a good reason to stay off the treadmill, Um, just go run in the rain. So, obviously, safety first. You don't want to go out in the rain when it's dangerous conditions. I never Um, thought I would hear you say, if you like the treadmill, go
0: for it. Just just for the record, but you've people are wearing me down. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, all that pressure is finally getting to you.
1: Heck, when you're on the treadmill, go ahead and put your headphones on and play music. (laughs) Right. Let's just go for it.
0: Right. (laughs) Let's go big.
1: (laughs) So, um, yeah, don't do it in dangerous. Don't do it in dangerous conditions. Things like, I mean, this is common sense stuff, but uh, running outside with lightning, uh, high winds, hail. Just be smart about it. Don't go crazy. Um, So those are times when not to do it. But let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, clothing options and and things you might consider from a clothing perspective. And then I'll run over some tips that I either experienced in my training days or uh, found on the Internet or in my books, that sort of thing. So that's what we'll talk about. Hopefully we can um, not use up too much time. So from a clothing perspective, um, I don't typically wear a hat when I'm running just because uh, your, your heat escapes your head, especially in the warmer climates or warmer conditions. You kind of want that to occur so you don't get overheated. Um, but especially if it's a colder rain or, or a little cooler outside, a hat's going to help uh, retain some of that heat, but it'll also, uh, the you know, the front part of the, the hat or the visor part of the hat will help uh, block some of the, the drops and you know a lot of rain comes down pretty hard sometimes um you're you're running and it comes down a little harder at times well those drops can kind of hurt and so that uh that whatever the the front part of the hat you call it uh, can help block some of those drops um keys to that are making sure it's a breathable material again to help with that heat exchange um and you might consider a visor just one of those um sort of golf visors that provide that that uh, front part, whatever we're calling that, and then on top it's open to, to help with heat exchange. So, depending on weather conditions, you know, choose your hat wisely. And the other thing that you might consider for your uh, from the neck up is um, glasses. And it, you know, when it's raining out, typically it's darker. So, you know, sunglasses uh, may seem out of the ordinary to wear, but again, um, some of those hard drops coming down, the glasses could actually help, uh, you know, protect your eyes and, and not hurt so much. So there's a couple options above the neck. And then talking about some of the other things. So um, materials for, for both top and bottom. Um, darker colors are a little better just from an um, opacity opacity. <laughs> I don't you say that word. You don't want to be see. You don't have a see-through outfit. So the lighter colors are see-through. Darker colors are not. So consider that if you're going to be caught in the rain, or um, or purposefully running in the rain, darker colors are a better plan. Just to you know keep you from having see-through clothing. Um, wicking material is very important because uh, say if you run in something that's cotton. Cotton's gonna absorb all that liquid, and it's gonna keep it right against your skin. And that it makes it heavier. That the material's heavier, it's thicker, and it's gonna ride right up against your skin. So you're gonna increase the friction, increase your um, risk of chafing. So um, try to avoid cotton when you're gonna be potentially caught in the rain, and use those uh, athletic materials that are wicking, and that'll help take that material, take the the water away from your skin. Dress to obviously temperature. If it's a, I mean, some of these summer rains for us can be a little on the cooler side, um, so you might consider layers, um, you know, especially in the fall or even in winter in some places where it's raining instead of snowing. Uh, you want to make sure that you have enough layers and not just trust one layer because um, multiple layers have a better chance of keeping you dry on the inside layer. And again, wicking as well. So dressed to an appropriate temperature. And then um, reflective or bright colors. Because obviously when it's darker outside, when it's raining, you want to be seen. Um, yeah, it's kind of that one. The, the other thing on the top, are um, it's, it's worth the investment to get a, a, a very light jacket. Something that's very breathable. Um, very light, so a single layer, not something that has like a inner material to keep you warmer. Um, reflective, again, and bright colors. And then uh, something that's windproof and weatherproof, so as much waterproof as you can get it. It's a really great thing to have in your arsenal of running clothing um, so that even when it's pretty warm outside, let's say it's a summer storm, uh, you can put that on to to help beat down the wind and and some of the the rain that comes about and keep you drier, so worth the investment if you could find something like that um,
0: yeah. Dan i don't know how this fits, but you're talking up top. I kind of learned yep. or was reminded of this this past weekend um, it It was in the kind of mid seventies here in the midwest and it was raining, and I just had a um, a, a plain kind of dry fit t- shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking and I started chafing like in spots like under your arms like um, it, it's just something to keep in mind because when when your shirt gets soaked it just starts to get heavy and rubs in certain ways and mm-hmm. I should have known better but um, you know for those of you that may not always run in the rain don't underestimate the, the chafing factor I guess. Oh, yeah. Because you want to make sure, and I guess that's a good rule of thumb, especially in the summer, um, even if it's perspiration and sweat. Um, always keep that in mind, but it was something that this weekend I kind of wish that I had thought through. Um, and again, just a little Vaseline under the arms there would have probably you know, saved me some pain in the shower after the
1: run. Mm-hmm. No, that's very true. It's one of the tips I had below uh, in my notes that um, – You know, when you increase the friction, you increase the chafing. Uh, Load yourself up with Vaseline or whatever your favorite um, petroleum jelly or, you know, whatever your protectant barrier product is. Make sure it's in in the right places. And think about, or you know, perhaps it's a good test for you to take your normal running clothing, um, get it wet and put it on and just see where it's sort of adhering to your body and make sure that you've, um, you know, to put the the protectant barrier on those areas. It's a good test to do kind of on the side. Um, Kind of going back down to uh, your your feet. So socks, again, wicking as much as you can. Um, Unfortunately, most running shoes are pretty open for breathing purposes. And so that's where water, you know, really jumps in, especially if you run through puddles, things like that. Um, Talk about some options for shoes in a minute, but make sure that you have good wicking socks to keep the, um, you know, moisture away from your feet, especially your feet, because once the water gets in there, sits in there, and you're putting pressure on it, um, so you've got a lot more friction uh, down there than you normally do. So it's a good practice to. Put, again the barrier on the bottom of your feet uh, such as vaseline we've talked about bag balm before um, I'm, I swear by that stuff as well uh, good to protect your skin so you know as you're looking ahead and planning this run make sure that you're preparing so that you're not you know burning up in the shower when you, in those hot spots um, and also big risk for blisters, bigger risk for blisters so another reason to load up on that stuff from a shoes perspective, you know you got some options. If you're caught in the rain, you know that's that's one thing we'll talk about planning ahead in a minute. But uh, if you're planning on running in the rain, uh, one thing you could do is use an old pair of shoes. So most runners have an old pair of shoes. Um, I probably wouldn't use mine because after I retire them, I might use them for you know things like mowing the lawn and stuff like that. That's right. So but if you've got you know a bunch of old running shoes and they're still in good shape. And they're not going to cause you injury by using them. By all means, that's, that's one good option because then you don't have to worry about, you know, your good shoes getting all wet and stuff. Um, but make sure whatever you use has good grip and don't underestimate the, the um, slip slippery factor of just regular rain. Certainly, um, there's there's lots of opportunities to slip and fall. So make sure the grip on those old shoes or your new shoes are are good. There's something I read about that I've never tried, and next time I run in the rain, I'm definitely going to. Um, one, you can buy covers for your shoes. I I looked on Amazon and just you know put in uh, running shoe covers, and there's a slew of options, and they they seem relatively inexpensive twenty, thirty, forty dollars to cover up your shoes, and I, I honestly don't know what that does to the the breathing, you know, the air exchange and what ups and downs those things have, but that's one option for keeping your feet pretty dry is, is purchasing those types of things. The other option that I, I read about that I think might be a good option, very inexpensive option is to actually use duct tape. Um, I saw, a, I don't know, it was a video or, or screenshots of somebody using um, strips of duct tape to kind of overlap over the, the breathable part of the shoe. And it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, you know, a uh, water-sealed sort of thing. But it keeps the majority of the rain out, supposedly. So that might be a good option for you if, um, you know, I suspect those covers are like 100% waterproof and um, potentially may make the air exchange worse, whereas the, the duct tape will probably supply some waterproofing resistance anyways and then allow you know some air exchange wherever you haven't covered it so i thought that was interesting do you have any tricks of the trade trev
0: no but i'm not surprised that duct tape is on the list i mean that stuff Mm -hmm. is like magic Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to your point even if as you was talking through that even if you just put that you know over your laces you get at least a third of your foot covered and, and protected um so that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I don't know if, if you've got this um, on your list of things to talk about, but one of the things that um, our coach used to recommend when we run in the rain um, with our shoes is um, after the run, stuffing your shoes with just basic newspaper, yep. um, just kind of just really forcing your, you know, that paper in there. What that does is it helps accelerate... Um, absorbing the more moisture from your shoes because you know typically in college we were running with two pairs of shoes we would rotate Mm -hmm. but if you were really in a downpour your shoes get soaked so you want to try to get those um, back in shape as soon as you can so putting newspaper in there really just helps um, absorb the moisture from the shoes and it's almost like freaky fast how um, how that works
1: I've not done that before, but that is on my list. Um, and I, I read how effective it is surprising in a way, but it, yeah, freaky fast is a good way to describe what I read. So I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit as well. Cool. Um, so in general, from a clothing perspective, don't overdo the layers. Don't forget that you'll get warm as you run sort of that, um, 10 degree, you know, run as if it's, or dress as if it's 10 degrees cooler outside Um, Don't forget to protect your electronics if you're running with electronics, your phone, headphones, music player, whatever. Um, Make sure you protect that stuff in pockets or whatever methods you have. Um, If you have long hair, it's a good idea in the rain to have something to pull back your hair keep it off your shoulders and neck and face. Um, So don't forget your clips, your rubber bands or whatever you use to keep your hair back. Okay. So that kind of wraps up the clothing sort of things anything to add to that? No, good stuff Cool. Alright, so let's talk about some tips, I don't have a ton of them um, but some things that I jotted down uh, just from a planning perspective and um, that sort of thing so and maybe the most obvious thing is to plan ahead uh, I generally speaking the day of or the night before a uh, run I'll go look on you know my favorite weather app and just see kind of what the the day, the next day looks like. And a lot of that for me is trying to figure out what hour of the day. You know, most weather apps these days say an hourly forecast. So I'll plan it so that it's not, you know, the middle of the day where there's just a ton of heat or where there's a high percentage of precipitation. Um, so unless you're one of those crazy people that wants to run in the rain and, you know, we've already covered there's some use cases for that, you could pretty much avoid it all together. Um, so just look at the timing of things and, and, and plan well. Um, but let's say you um, are going to plan to run in the rain. Don't, don't forget things like um, a towel or change of clothes, specifically if you're you know, running away from your home. Or this could be a, a good race scenario as well. So you've got a race... And it's going to rain, or it is raining. Um, you know, plan ahead and make sure you have a towel for afterwards, and change the clothes for afterwards. Because one of the key things is is getting dry as quickly as you can, especially in conditions where it's a little cooler. Because that you know that water, um, you know, makes it a cooler condition for you. The other thing, um, either training or race, uh, having a trash bag or, or you know like a whatever you call it. I can never think of words on these things but um, things that protect you from the rain, an umbrella or a trash bag, uh, you can use it before and after a race for example um, after the race you could be wet and, and kind of chilly the trash bag will protect you from more water plus it'll retain the heat inside there so just a cheap option for you if you cut a hole in the bottom of one and, and put it over your head that'll um, that'll be helpful so let's talk a little bit about the route Um You know, again, just like any other run, planning your route is pretty critical. Um, And if you look like, for example, I run my neighborhood a lot. When it rains a lot, I drive through the neighborhood, I can see where puddles tend to accumulate. Um, Same thing with any other route. If you can kind of look ahead and and determine where puddles accumulate and and plan your route around that, um, that's a better option. And the reason for that is, you know, if you run, if you want to go back to your toddler days and run through puddles because it's fun, that's fantastic. But keep in mind that puddles hide things like, uh, you know, lips in the road or um, uh, holes in the road, things like that. And then if you come upon a, a puddle and you're not prepared for, you know, you're going to use excess energy to jump around it or jump over it and... Uh, potentially put yourself at risk for injury doing that or, you know, tripping or things like that. So do your, your planning so that you know where the puddles are going to be and then um, make sure to look ahead as you're running uh, so you're not surprised by a puddle and have to, you know, do some jumping. That's a really important point. <clears throat> and most of the time, you know,
0: if you know your route, like, um, you know, like you said, around your neighborhood, you know, I, I'm just reflecting back on this weekend's run. We started really early, and it was raining. It was dark, and we always know there's kind of this easement, mm-hmm. and it's like within the first um, 800 meters of our run, we kind of go across the street into the southern neighborhood. And had you know, had we not known how that accumulates water, getting saturated shoes and socks that early in a run can mm-hmm. be disastrous mm-hmm. so don't don't underestimate the the value of kind of knowing you're out and kind of what you might run into um from a puddle perspective
1: i guess absolutely and yeah. yep, the more you plan the better yeah um if you run a loop course we've talked about loop courses before that's basically where you you know you could do several laps but you you uh you know, cross paths of certain areas. So, for example, you could run past your house three or four times in one loop. Um, That might be ideal if you um, are running and are unsure of the conditions or even know that a storm's coming, so you can always jump inside if you uh, get into trouble. Um, So the more opportunities to jump inside, the better, just from a safety perspective. And loop courses are a little bit better. You know, if you're going out and back, and you're out five miles and then a storm comes through and there's no place to, you know, go except for the back of the five miles you just came. Uh, you're, you're either going to get really soaked or potentially, um, you know, put yourself in an unsafe situation. Um, another thing, we've talked about this before as well, uh, running against the wind first and with the wind second You know, in the summertime, it's not quite as important to do that. Although it's still, it's still not a bad idea just to save your energy and you know overdo it on the way back. But um, especially in the fall or winter, or even some um, you know cooler spring or summer rains, uh, the the wind with a you know wet body can really cause you to cool down and sometimes too much and put you at risk for hypothermia. So um, if you run with the wind first as you're getting warm, I'm sorry, against the wind first as you're getting warm and with the wind second, uh, so the wind isn't forcing you to to cool down too much. That's the better option if you can uh, plan for that. Okay, um, a couple other things. Expect slower times when you're running. Uh, Depending on how wet you are, what the conditions are, you could be running one to two minutes per mile slower than your normal training run for whatever run you're doing. So, you know, set your expectations before you go down to the run. So you're not um, mentally affected by that. And then just on that same note, uh, when you're going to run in the rain, especially planned, um, make sure that you're focusing on something more of a slow workout, probably not the best time to do something high intensity or super fast or, you know, probably wouldn't want to plan a trail run where you get all muddy um, or maybe unsafe. So just, you know, be smart about it um, and, and make sure that that workout is uh, appropriate for running in the rain. Don't forget to hydrate. This is, uh, you know, you're surrounded by water. Um, a lot of times when it's that kind of condition, not, you know, when it's raining, it's not necessarily as humid out, it's not as hot out. Uh, we forget sometimes to drink when we're um, in those conditions. So uh, hydrate just as you normally would um, and make sure that you've got things with you to do that. When you're done running in the rain, um, again, make sure you get dried off as quickly as you can. One, just to protect your, your uh, skin. Uh, you don't want to you know, have things, the the heavy clothing or the the wet shoes on for too long and, um, you know, more chafing, more friction. So dry off, get dry clothes on. Um, Here's your your newspaper tip. This is an awesome thing. So again, put newspaper in your shoes, um, stuff it in there pretty good, and and it will actually pull the stuff out. And to reinforce that, I read um, not to use artificial heat on your shoes. So one of the things I've done many times after you know my running shoes are wet is stick them in the dryer you know I've got one of those dryers it's got a, a shelf in there you can put your shoes in there and it just you know dries your, your shoes um, although that's convenient uh, what I read is a lot of um, a lot of heat like that will actually break down the material in your shoes um, the glues the rubbers things like that so your shoes could either fall apart or become less effective you don't want that. I mean, that's that's putting you at a risk for injury um, and expensive. I mean, their running shoes aren't cheap, so um, avoid the heat and uh, use the newspapers. So that's a very good tip. And just a couple more here. Um, you know, just use your head. Be safe. Um, if it's if it's questionable conditions, obviously, um, you know, go inside and use a treadmill. Uh, find another time in the day where it's not bad conditions or if need be skip the workout for that day just don't do anything stupid and then um, you know just have fun with it attitude have a good attitude towards it Um, you know embrace running in the rain and um, maybe do some visualization while you're doing it uh, in case your your race conditions simulate the same thing so that's kind of all
0: i had That's a great list, Dan. Um, I can't think of anything to add. Really good stuff. Um, I didn't know how you were going to pull that off, the whole episode (laughs) on running in the rain, but (laughs) there was a lot of good stuff there. And and we're we're still a little over our 30-minute mark, but I think it was really good stuff. Okay, good deal. I was a little nervous about it. Yeah, cool. I think the breakthrough for that episode of episode 34 was the fact that you said... um, you know, if it's, if it's raining hard enough to just go ahead and get on the treadmill, put on, your, <laughs> put on your headphones and don't lace your shoes and just kind of have fun. <laughs> I, just, I just made that piece up there. So. Yeah, a few words in my mouth
1: there. But. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So cool. Um, all right, well, 34 was a good episode. Talked about crowdfunding, YouTube and um, running in the rain. Anything to wrap up, Dan?
1: I don't think so, other than I'm really excited we're, uh, we're kind of doing the T-shirt thing and um, have a bunch of different cool uh, T-shirt ideas. so keep an eye out for that. Um, if you have a T-shirt idea, let us know as well. Um, That's it, kind
0: of a teaser. What's the first one in your pipeline there? What's the cool one?
1: <laughs> we're about to put out one that says, "I run so I can stuff my face." and it's got a picture of a cheeseburger. Um, you know, obviously these are for fun, and and <laughs> put my coach hat on. I'd say, you know, nutrition first. Don't don't eat. You know, don't run just so you can eat, yeah. Mister Leisure. Because I know. That's... I had a
0: feeling I maybe inspired that one or
1: something. <laughs> yeah, I think you might have. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's still fun, and it's uh, a lot of people are going to like that. I think so. We got a lot of them in the pike and uh, looking for ways to, you know, be able to print those.
0: Yeah, and those are going to be fun shirts. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that stuff. That's cool. Cool. All right, well, um, that pretty much brings episode 34 to a wrap. Um, Until next time, happy training.